Thanks for joining us for the Westbridge Church Podcast. More information about Westbridge Church is available at westbridgedanville.com. Here's this week's message from Pastor John McDougall. Amen. Well, good morning, church family. Hope it's been a, a good week for you. Thank you, worship team. I, as we were worshiping this morning, I was reminded the power of a song and the gift of song to bring the good news home to our hearts again and just to preach the gospel to ourselves again. So thank you, worship team. Thanks for being here today as we continue our Hope for the Long Haul message series. And I want to just say a, a thank you on behalf of our family for the chance to get away for a little while to rest and refuel. We huddled up as a family in, the, uh, in a cabin in the Smoky Mountains and just enjoyed the beauty of, of God's creation and the, uh, some southern cooking, we ate at Paula Dean's, and I don't think I've ever been so full as after that meal. And then the, uh, also just really the opportunity to be together as a family. Our kids are at that stage where they're about to fly, and so it was really neat just to huddle up in a cabin and hear what's going on in their hearts and lives and, and uh, then jump back into the game. And so grateful for the chance to be with you. We missed being with you, and uh, we're grateful to hear what happened while we were, we were away, and I heard Jim Harrell was informing me that, that uh, I'm not needed here. It, things were just flying, and uh, Dad bringing a powerful message, covered the entire book of Job, and then Wes bringing a, a powerful message on the book of Habakkuk, and appreciate those guys and, and everyone who's pulling on the rope. If you missed those, I encourage you to, to watch those on YouTube or, or our podcast, and also, it was neat just to hear the stories of ways that you all were loving big over the past couple weeks, and it was neat to see our students come home from Jamaica and hear the stories of what God did in them, but also through them as they were serving on our behalf there in Jamaica. And then on July the 4th, a sweltering hot day, a team of you gathered out on the high school parking lot and just loved big on our community and appreciate everyone who made the Family Fourth Fest a a success. We invited, we're able to invite several hundred families to come out to our church, and so really neat opportunity there. And then this past week, we were host to three families who are in the process of getting back on their feet financially through Family Promise, and appreciate everyone who helped pull on the rope this past week. John Johansson shares a, he shared a story this week that I, I thought I need to share with you. It's a picture of, of loving big, as he says, I want to share about one of our guests, a young man named Chris, who is turning 18 on Monday. That was this past Monday. Most people can celebrate turning 18, but for Chris, it will be a day of painful memories. He grew up in the foster care uh, system in Brownsburg, and like most states, Indiana stopped supporting foster families when a child turns 18. After his foster parents received their last check this June, they, they told Chris that it was time for him to, to move on. So having to uh, really lose two families in the first 17 years of his life, Chris is already the face of homelessness here in Hendricks County. Well, Family Promise called us the day after Chris lost his home and asked if we could host him in addition to the three families we were expecting. For a week, we had the honor of caring for this lovable young man who is quick to smile and eager, with the, uh, eager to help with the young kids who are staying with us. Family Promise is helping Chris finish high school, find a permanent home, and assess his options for the future. 
what Westbridge has given him, aside from a roof and good meals, is the feeling that there are indeed people who love him selflessly and without expectations, a feeling that he had little experience with in his life. On this past Monday, John writes, on Monday evening, we are throwing him a birthday party and hopefully turning a difficult day into a family celebration. I'm so glad Westbridge is committed to lifting people in their need to a place where they can share our gratefulness for God's goodness. All of our guests have incredible stories of hope and perseverance. Please pray for these precious people that they would find financial stability and more importantly, their experience would open their hearts to the love of Christ. And so on Monday night, Fred Klein, Fred and Megan Klein's small group provided the dinner, but it went beyond the dinner to a, an 18th birthday celebration. Well, the rest of the story, Matt Stewart on Tuesday morning writes this. He said, last month, two young men from Family Promise joined our Monday night men's basketball group to play for a few hours with us. It was a good time of fellowship, and we had the chance to reach out and show that we cared for them through a game we all love. And I love seeing our regular crew of, of hoopsters, especially Steve Clark, go the extra mile to make our guests feel welcome. Well, last night, so this past one, Monday night, our men's basketball group got together to play ball like we usually do, and I expected that the two guests who played with us the previous month would be with us again. And Chris, but Chris was preoccupied and did not join us on the court. So what would keep an 18-year-old hoopster from playing, playing the game he loves? Matt writes, at first I was a bit surprised as he seemed to have a, a good time last month. And then I remembered what had just happened a bit before our arrival. The small group providing dinner had a birthday celebration for Chris. And Chris was sitting over on the side of the court reading the many birthday cards that he had been given. How cool is that? You guys rock. You made an impact on that young man, showing him a glimpse of God's abundant love. Isn't that awesome? So I read that, I just thought, I love his church, and I love our church, and what God is doing in and through us, and I believe the best is yet to come as we surrender, live surrender to his lead, and ask him to use us here in our community. The, uh, today, I know some of you were in the season of, of some of you are in a transition season, checking out new churches. If you're a guest with us, just a, a huge welcome to you, and we're so glad you've come. We hope you feel right at home, and know that our mission really is simple, and it's to follow Jesus Christ and help one another do the same. And our, the, His Word, Scripture, is our guide, it's our rock, it's, it's our fuel, it's what we live by, but His love is is really what drives us. It's our motive. His Spirit is our power. We live on our knees in prayer, and we're a team. We're, we're going together. We need each other. And if God is nudging you to, to jump on our team, we would love to have you. And we have a, a thing called Connect 101 where guests can um, see what, what it means to be a member of our church, throw in the team jersey. But today we're excited to welcome a new member, John Roberts, into our church family. And John sits right back here, first service with his family. And he, uh, you, can see, you may have seen him trucking down Mackey Road running this thing. He will run 10 miles regularly, but Mackey's part of his route, and it does not matter how hot, how cold, he's out there rolling, or he's on his Harley as well, and uh, John grew up in a, a, with the mom who took he and his brother Jimmy to, to church each Sunday, and appreciated that faith foundation, and it was as a boy, he put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ to, 
follow Christ in obedience. He was baptized. He's had the ups and downs through the life, and it shared he's gone through some painful experiences, but he's trusting God to, to redeem that pain, and he's seeking to follow Christ with all of his heart and be a part of our church family. And as he was sharing his story and what connected him to our church, it was neat that church is not a building, right? When he was running by here, he was running, running by our gathering place, but the church was out there doing what, what God calls us to do, being Christ. And as he was headed south, the church, i.e. Tyson Harold, pulled up a couple times, hey, John, how you doing, Matt? Checked on him on his run. Isn't that neat? And then as he was running north, the church was out dropping water bottles. Bill Bennett putting a water bottle out there for him. Man, hey, you look hot. Keep you going. And uh, he has some neat stories of how people have encouraged him along the way. But I, I, isn't that a neat picture of church? And aren't you thankful he finally turned in to uh, hang out with us in our gathering place? But John, welcome to the church, our church family. And we uh, just pray over you right now. Father, we... Thank you for the gift of team. Thank you for John and the, his faith journey and the grace that you've had on him to, to draw him to yourself. I pray as he joins our team that you would just energize him and, and use us as a means of grace to help him grow strong in his faith and his love. Lord, we, uh, we also lift up the families of, uh, who have been with us this past week as they are in this season of, of hardship financially and getting back on their feet. And we thank you for the ways that you've blessed us to be able to bless them. And I pray that you would draw them close to yourself. I pray specifically for Chris, Lord, that if he isn't, that he would put his faith and trust in you and follow you with all his heart and know the joy of, of walking with you. As we open your word now, we pray that, that our hearts would be open and Holy Spirit, that you would use this in a powerful way in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we're continuing to chase the question, how do we live with hope for the long haul? Hope we, we've been talking about throughout this year is faith looking forward. Hope is seeing the future as we process what's coming with the backdrop of God's unfailing love, and it's crucial to our faith journey because it's what fuels the energy to, to live out our life mission. We see it all throughout Scripture. One example is Isaiah 40, where he says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar, they will run, they will not grow weary. But when the shadow of despair begins to creep over our soul, and, and it may not, today I, I, I sense the Lord is moving us to, to think about those moments, not when it's a, a radical storm or a storm that shakes the ground, but, but more like today, just this soft, rain, this kind of overcast gloom begins to creep into our soul, displacing hope. Strength to live begins to go. Fear and anxiety just become, they, they hang with us like a low-grade fever. And it's not that we're not here and alive and doing okay, but we're sure not fully alive and energized. We're kind of moping through life like, like I keep seeing Eeyore this week, this kind of mm, 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 versus charging the mountains and charging the challenges and, and attacking life, unwrapping the gift of life as a precious gift that God has given us to live for his glory. The strength to serve strong, it's just not there. Opportunities to serve, we, we kind of back away from, and, and we live with this low-grade despair, just shadowing our, our soul. Hope goes, strength goes. 
How do we live with hope over the long haul on days like that? What God has given us is a song, a song of hope. And it's a song that we can carry with us, especially in those moments when despair begins to loom and, and create gloom in our hearts and lives. It's, called a, it's one of 15 songs called A Song of Ascent that, that's recorded in the, in the book of Psalms. And it's a song that families would sing who were on their way pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And this song is, is unique. It's Psalm 121. It's a song that tradition claims was to be sung at the end of the day. So if you were a, a family, pilgrimage, um, making your journey towards Jerusalem, this was the song that you'd sing around the campfire as the, the fire was crackling and the crickets were uh, doing what creaking and as the uh, s'mores are cooking. This was the song that, that you'd bring to mind. And so let's dig into it. Join me, Psalm 121, and we'll begin reading in verse 1. Psalm 121, verse 1 says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Here the mountains represent the challenges of life. If you were on your way to Jerusalem, when you neared the, the city, you would have to cross some mountains, travel through some mountains. And the mountains represented challenges, really, and a variety of challenges. The mountainous terrain was tough to travel, especially if you had your family with you. There were wild animals, there were often bandits, and, and you would fear for your safety. And so the song is, psalmist is, is leading us to, to really just stop at the end of the day, and you're looking at tomorrow's journey, and you're thinking, okay, with that challenge in view, how am I going to get through that? Where does my help come from? It's interesting to note, or important to note, the word mountains is plural, representing numerous challenges on the horizon. How are we going to make it up and over the mountains that, that lie ahead of us? You can just feel the, the shadow of despair dropping over the band of travelers, can't you? I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And the, that dark shadow that, that often looms over us the night before we're looking at a, a challenge in our day, whether it's a, a challenge at work or whatever it may be, is, is what we're feeling in this text. And so the question is this, what's the challenge that you're facing in your life today? What's your mountain? So we work through this psalm, it's, I think it's good just to pause right here and, and think about your own life today. What, what is it that you would say, this is the mountain that's owning my focus? As you fall asleep at night, what is it that you would say, okay, this is the, that thing in my near future that's creating some anxiety, some fear. It's that thing that I can feel its shadow come over me, and it just, it's what takes the energy out of my heart, out of my life. What, what's your mountain today? There's the mountain of, we could list a, a variety of mountains. A couple here, there's the mountain of health-related challenges when sickness or disease or an injury cast the shadow of, of despair over our, our hearts and lives. I was thinking about the Sickberger family as Alan has been recently diagnosed with skin cancer, and tomorrow morning he goes in to have a, the cancer removed from his face, but it's going to demand several surgeries that will be reconstructive. And we're praying for him and, and just praying that we trust a good outcome. There's optimistic, but it's a mountain, isn't it? It's real. I mean, there's, there's no going around this thing. It's like, 
They're going to have to go through it. And health-related mountains are real, and they can create despair. There's the mountain of, of work-related challenges. It may be starting a new job. It's a good opportunity, but, but it's all everything's new. It may be a challenge at your current job. Maybe you're in the grind, or you're facing a, a, a big project and just don't see the way through it. It may be you're at the end of a, a job, or, or you've lost your job, and you're wondering what's next. Several years ago, I had a, a conversation with Jack Hume, who uh, he was sharing what his Sunday evening was like, and Jack served as a lawyer. He was successful, and with success came increasing pressure as he represented companies and, and millions of dollars at times. And he said, you know, Sunday night for me, and, and as I think about you, where you sit today, often Sunday, you come in here and you're thinking about Monday, and what he said... I hit me deeply as he said, often I would be to the point of, my nerves would have me to the point of not being able to hold my food down. Like before a big game, sometimes athletes will, will just be so ramped up, amped up inside. And that was, his, that was his life every Sunday. Here we go, often. And it's, it's the mountain, isn't it? We feel it. It's real. It's big. And, and there's challenges that we face. Then there's the mountain of, of relational challenges and those areas of life. Our social world is always in flux, isn't it? And always wondering, will I belong? And, and who will I connect with? And, you know, friendships and friend groups. And I was thinking of a girl, it's been neat seeing uh, or getting to know a family who's part of our softball team. The girl's name is Kristen, and they moved from another state this summer. Kristen is a senior in high school. And when I found that out, I thought, oh my, can you imagine moving to a completely new school your senior year of high school, and now here comes the mountain of the first day of school, and what's that going to be like? And I can imagine it's just, it, it's, there's a shadow, there must be hanging over her as she looks to, to this first day of school. Normally for a senior, it's something you're pumped for, but for her, it's going to be a challenge. I think it's safe to say we're all facing a mountain of some kind or a challenge of some kind. When I, I lift my eyes to the mountains, where does my help come from? What happens next in this song is, is a gift from our Lord. And watch what he does in verse 2. He says, says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And here God calls us to make a move. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of of heaven and earth. It's, it's, it's as if he's saying here, don't stop. As you lift your eyes to the mountains, don't stop there. Keep looking up. How do we live with hope over the long haul, especially when there are mountains we're going to have to go through, and these are mountains that are going to be, once you get to the top of one mountain, what do you see? Another mountain. Here comes another challenge, another challenge, another challenge. That's life, isn't it? So how do we live with hope, enduring hope over the long haul? And here God has given us the secret. I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And here's the move to groove that the song calls us into and invites us to, to unwrap. The move to groove. When you see the mountain, look to your maker. When you see the mountain, look to your maker. Don't get stuck on the mountain. 
The mountain tends to own our focus, doesn't it? But if it owns our focus, if whatever it is that's creating anxiety, despair, the challenge that we see, and it's real and it's big and you have to see it because we have to go through it, but it must not own our focus. If it does, it's game, set, match. We'll live with this low-grade fever of despair, sapping strength from our life. And here God's saying, as you do life as my children, here's how you do it. When you see the mountain, look to the maker. Keep looking up. Lift your eyes up. See me. Let the mountain be a trigger that moves you to look to me. Isn't that great? The danger is that our focus gets stuck on the mountain, but here it's as if our father is saying, remember, if you are my child, now this isn't applicable to, all, to everyone. This is for those who are part of his covenant, new covenant, the new promise through, have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But if you have come to Christ in faith, you're trusting Christ and what he did for you on the cross, you're his child. And it's as if the father is whispering, keep looking up. When you come to the mountain, let it trigger a new reflex. See me and know that, that this is true. And, and this little, maybe this image will stick. Your maker is always bigger, greater than the mountain. The mountain is real and it casts a shadow, doesn't it? But the one that cares for us, his shadow is always greater than the mountain. Now what the, the psalmist does here is unique. By the way, just to pause of all the characteristics of God, it's interesting the one he picks out is maker, isn't it? I think that's significant. And why does he do that? He's, he's reminding us, okay, I made not only the mountain that you're worried about, I made the heaven, made it all. I, I think he's helping us remember that it's his unlimited creative power that's aimed at our point of need. Isn't that great to think about? When you think about the maker, unlimited creative power aimed at our point of need. So, as he, uh, now what, what the uh, songwriter does here, and as God inspires him to write this text, he shifts a little bit in that he becomes like a mountain guide. And it's almost as if he starts to, to share out of his experience. Like, guys, I've been through up and over many a mountain, so let me tell you, in fact, let me paint five pictures of what the help that we receive from our maker looks like. So when you start to wonder, okay, how exactly is God, God going to help me through the mountain that I'm facing? It's like, let me paint the picture. Let, let, let me help you see it as I paint these scenarios. And so we'll continue on. First scenario is found there in verse 3 as he says, He will not let your foot slip. He will not let your foot slip slip. And so you see the picture of a, a hiker's boot stepping onto the trail, and it's that idea of God is intimately involved in the details of our lives every step. He will not let your foot slip. What an encouragement to know that our maker is watching over every step. Mountainous terrain can be dangerous. When we're facing the mountains of life, there is oft, there's often a lot at stake one wrong step, decision, action, word, can lead to a lifetime of regret and some pain. But what an encouragement to know. And, and those of you who have walked with him for years know he is so faithful, isn't he? As we live surrendered to him. Now, if we're out on our own trying to blaze our own trail, 
the promise of his care, we can, we can create all kinds of problems out there on our own, but if we're faithfully following, seeking to follow him, living surrender, saying, Lord, your will be done, and please show me what to do next step, he is faithful to guide us step by step by step up and over the mountain in our path. Aren't you thankful for the many ways that he has guided your step as you've walked with him over the years? I love this image of the, uh, the stepping in that it assumes action, doesn't it? Th this journey of faith is not, now Jesus told us, if you have faith small as a mustard seed, pray that mountain will move and it'll move. He was making a point, but usually God doesn't take the mountain and move it away, does he? The normal for us is he gives us the grace and the strength to go through that mountain as we take steps of faith. But with every step of faith, he's guiding, watching, caring for us. Scenario two, we see second part of verse three. It says, he, watches over you. he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Scenario two, he is always alert as he watches over you. What a gift to know that he will never sleep, always alert, unlike us. Here he's saying, okay, there's the picture. He's watching over every step as you're on the trail hiking. But when you come to that moment of tiredness and weariness and vulnerability where you go unconscious, your maker does not go unconscious. He's awake even as you sleep. The words translated watch over really form the cadence, a cadence of, of confidence throughout the rest of this song. They're repeated a number of times and uh, others have translated these words, the, the words watch over. I'd encourage you in your Bible, circle those, but they've translated those to keep. But it's a neat word. It's, it's the idea of, keep is a good translation too, but it's the idea of watching over someone with the attention and the intent of protecting them. So it's used of a soldier or a band of soldiers watching over a city, staying up at night, through the watches of the night to provide protection for that city. And I love the picture of our maker watching over us, even while we sleep, he is standing guard. Third scenario we see in verse uh, 5 and 6, he is close to protect us, close to protect you is how I've summarized this, but the image there, verse 5 says, the Lord watches over you, the Lord is your shade at your right hand, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The emphasis here is on the closeness of the Lord. That word translated shade literally means shadow. And it's that idea that as we do life and journey through the mountain that, that we're facing, God, our, our maker, is as close as, a, as our shadow providing shade for us from the moon, from the sun, from the external threats, He's given us what we need. We need some sunshine, but when there's too much, he's right there to just shelter us. Isn't that a great picture? He's our shade watching over us. One day while we were in the Smokies, on, on a, well, in our time away, we had the chance to enjoy a whitewater rafting trip. And we, uh, all four of us, piled into this red raft. And we had a, a, a guide with us. Her name was Rachel. She did a great job, and she was just telling us, she'd tell us when to paddle, how many times to paddle, what side of the boat to paddle, and every once in a while, she'd shout a command when we'd come up on a rapids, and it was lean in, so, and it was real easy with that one. Our, our only job was, her, her point was, 
let me handle this. I'll steer, I'll paddle. You guys just try not to fall out of the boat. And we were happy to do that. And thankfully, she saw us safely back to the, uh, the rafting camp. Well, after we uh, experienced that little journey, we said, hey, we, got, we, we had confidence in our river rafting abilities. So we said, well, let's try the inflatable kayaks out there paddling around like ducks and be another new, new experience. But as I paddled out into that river, we had a guide. His name was Blake, and he was a good guide. But, but a reality began to descend upon me. <laughs> Blake, as good as he was, was not with us in the same way that Rachel was with us. And he would paddle up by a rock and shout, Rock! Come, giving us a warning. But he was not able to shout, Lean in. <laughs> and we really needed it. <clears throat> Huge difference from somebody being near you and somebody being in your boat. And I felt that difference, especially towards the end of the journey. They didn't tell us there was a class three rapids at the end of our little journey that went under a bridge that had two huge concrete pylons. And here I put my family in these floating kayaks. And uh, this is our first time at this thing. And we could go colliding into one of these. And Blake's given us all the instructions. This is how you stay alive. This is how you stay alive. And I, I wanted to ask Blake, won't you just say, lean in? <laughs> he couldn't. And as we came up on this class three ra rapids, I found myself missing Rachel. God is not just near us. He is with us. And aren't you thankful that he is in our boat? That there are moments in life when, when we, we don't have the strength, and he is there to shelter us and protect us. He is close with us. Scenario four not only does he protect us from the external threats, the sun and the moon, but he also protects us from the internal threats. One of the, the most dangerous realities on our journey through a mountain is that we have, our, our biggest enemy is often ourselves and following our own evil desire or our desire to, to do our own thing. And scenario four, we see in verse seven, as he says, the Lord will keep you from all harm or literally evil. He will watch over your life. The, uh, the image here or the emphasis here is, is that there is no evil that can thwart his protective care over our lives. The past couple weeks we've watched, you've seen Job and personal attack. You've seen Habakkuk and just um, evil coming at a nation. And what God is, uh, this isn't a, a promise for a pain-free life, but rather it's the promise of his protection through the pain. Often the mountains of life will involve suffering. In fact, Jesus told us, and, and as we look to his mountain, was Calvary, as he took, climbed that mountain to pay our sin debt and to take, make it possible for our, our guilt to be forgiven, it was with great suffering. As we watch Paul live his life and other followers of Christ, the, uh, this way of faith will have suffering. The promise here is that, that as we walk step by step with our Lord, he will keep us close to himself so that no evil will separate us from him. And he is, he is faithful through each journey, through each attack, with each temptation. He gives a way out. He empowers us to do good, um, not to not be overcome by evil, but to do good. And then we see the fifth scenario at the last, at the end of this verse, chapter, it says, 
Verse 8, the Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. I love this picture. It's the image of, you can picture yourself coming home from work, then going back to work, coming home from work, going back to work. If you were journeying to Jerusalem, these years, year after year, coming, going, coming, going. I always picture in the runway at the, at the fair this week, and so neat um, just seeing many of you loving big at the fair, serving and being a part of it. But isn't that runway the coolest thing where you just walk up and down by the elephant ears and fried Oreos and all the good food and see friends? And you come and you go, you come and you go, you come and you go. He, our maker, promises, if you know Christ, that he will watch over your coming and your going, not just today, but into eternity. Does that not just make you want to say, all right, do you feel that the energy filling back up into your soul as hope grows, overflows? Yes, that mountain is real and it's big, it's big, but we have a maker who is faithful. And near the end of this song, we, we've broken it down and talked through it slowly, but if you read this quickly, there's a cadence of confidence that grows with each truth. He's watching over every step. Every step, every step, watching over, keeping you, every step. And when you fall asleep, when you run out of gas, he's not. He's keeping watch as a, an army garrison over you. And as you're back on the trail and you're going day by day and the sun starts to beat down on you and the moon would do what it does to you at night, he's your shelter and he's close. He's at your right hand and he will keep you from evil. Yes, we have an enemy who is unseen and yes, we have evil desires that would tempt us from his side, but if we're faithful, if we seek him and we follow him and we live surrendered, he will keep us close to himself, see us safely home through every season of life, day by day, year by year, into eternity. Is that anybody else wanting to, to climb a mountain? It's, it's how we live by, with hope for the long haul, isn't it? It works. It's his word. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. How? As we take a truth like this, a song like this, we plug it into our lives, groove this move. When I see the mountain, I'm looking to the maker. And when I wonder what kind of help he's going to provide, I'm seeing five pictures as I read back through this song. So bringing it all together, what a gift God has given us in his word. This is a song that we can pack for the long haul. This week it was interesting, I was go, or falling asleep one night, and one of the, the ways I've been a practice, I'll, I'll share with you one of the ways to pack this and, and groove this move, at the end of each day, reread through this song, and then jot down three things that you're thankful for, how God watched over your life that day. And it's been a good way to fall asleep, and especially with looming mountains, and you wake up with energy to go. But one night I, I was... Uh, it was Thursday night. I had been living in this text, and so I just started quoting it out loud to myself, but Tam was laying there as well, and so I started, you know, I looked up my eyes to my mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from, and then she took it over, and she finished it out, and I was like, whoa, another pilgrim who, who, who has put this song into her favorites playlist, and I was like, oh, no, babe, you know this already, right? Should I be preaching on this Sunday, and am I, I, I hope... Um, Hopefully this has been an encouragement to those of you who have already grooved this song. So I go Friday morning to meet with Bo for breakfast, and for whatever, I started with uh, verse 1, something about the Lord, uh, you know, 
And he finished what I was going to say. He, he's been grooving this song. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Am I off this week, Lord, on what you want me to share with your, my faith family? But then it just reminded me, no, Tam has been through many a mountain. And how'd she get through it with hope? Bo, Rachel, been through many a mountain. How are they still going? It's a mountain song. What a gift, generation to generation, thousands of years. How do the people of God make it? When we see the mountain, we're looking to the maker, and we're singing the song. So when we travel south as a family, as we near Kentucky, I changed my playlist, and I'm, I'm grooving country songs. But as we exit Kentucky, and I start to see mountains, inevitably, it's Ronnie Millsap. And can we get a little Smoky Mountain Rain? Still, Just to fill this. I found out those bright lights ain't where I belong. Cruising through the mountains. From a phone booth in the rain, I called to tell He's been out in L.A., but he's come back to the Smoky Mountains to find his girl. I've had a change of dreams. I'm coming He's coming home. home. But tears filled my eyes when I found out she was gone. She's gone. Can we sing it together? All right. It's a mountain song, right? So when we were in the Smokies this, this uh, couple weeks ago, had a moment. We were out there in uh, beautiful scenery, but the rain started falling. And guess what my daughter Jessie did on her phone? She queued up Ronnie Millsap, Smoky Mountain Rain. And we had a family moment. And I thought part of my job is done. I've passed on my playlist. <laughs> What a gift God has given us to pass on to those we love. To our kids, I was thinking about that. You know, Jesse, that's not the song that, that I hope she remembers. The song I hope my daughter remembers is this one. And this one will see her safely through. And so the challenge of the day, the groove, is to groove this one move. When I see the mountain, look to the maker. When I see the mountain, Look to the maker. When I see the mountain, look to the maker. And to use this song, it's so neat. I, I've been trying to live in this this week, and it works. It's, God's word is powerful. It's not easy. Despair will still come. The shadow's going to come. But as we lift our eyes to the maker, as we practice this new reflex, hope begins to displace the despair. And we gain energy to charge that mountain. The reality is that this move is not natural. <clears throat> It takes practice. We've, we've really, as living under the curse, what's been grooved into our minds is a, a mindset of despair that focuses on the mountain. And you will want to keep coming back to the mountain. Well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? No, no, no. Got to push up. And it takes practice. It takes, you just got to keep coming back after it. And I shared what I do at night. I encourage you, pick a practice that works for you. But, but it takes practice. It, it takes some um, just staying at it. But here's the exciting reality. It's possible for every one of us. However old you are, however, uh, whatever challenges you're facing, if you will do this, this is a gift that God's given us to unwrap and, and to live in and will provide hope for the long haul. So as I, uh, as I read this, what I'll do is just pray. As our worship team comes up, I'll pray through the, 
through this song. But uh, I'll, I'll read the song, and, and we'll just let this be our prayer to the Lord, thanking Him for His care over us. The Father, in these moments, we do lift up our eyes to the mountains and ask, where does our help come from? And today I know that we're all facing a, a variety of different challenges. As we look to those, we thank you and praise you that our help comes from you, the maker of heaven and of earth. In these moments, Lord, we rest in your sufficiency. We rest in the reality that, that making it through that mountain is not dependent upon our own strength, but your unlimited creative power. We praise you that you are faithful. We thank you that you will not let our foot slip, that we can rest in every step. We thank you that you watch over us even when we're asleep, that you're awake, always alert. We thank you that you are close. You promise never to leave us or forsake us, and you're as close as our shadow. You're a shade at our right hand, protecting us from, at times, even ourselves. We thank you that you will protect us from all evil. We do ask that you would, that you would just keep us close in temptation. Thank you that you're watching over our life, our soul, and that you promise to see us safely home. Lord, we think about the last verse, that, that you will watch over our coming and our going, both now and forevermore. Just to think that there will not be a moment in our eternity that we're not under your watch, care, your keeping fills our hearts with gratitude and also confidence, Lord, just to charge the day. I thank you for this song of hope. Lord, I pray this week as we go out and seek to serve you and bring you glory in, in our various vocations, Lord, that, that this hope would energize us, that it would be the difference that people would look to and that we could give testimony to your faithfulness. We pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.